0: friends, Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson.
1: And my name is Caitlin McKinnon. And Kate. Yeah.
0: It's finally here. It is. What is it, Kate?
1: Well, it is episode 53. Which is what? Our year anniversary! Ah! Woo! Woo!
0: I love that air horn.
1: Got an air horn and everything for you guys.
0: So since I since I download a new app every time, uh I have to download a new air horn app every time <laughs> we reach one of these milestones, uh I get different sound effects every time. Kate. we we, we have a special guest this week, Kate. We do. Yeah, he, w- he wanted to come and say hi. Yeah. Everybody put your hands together. John Cena. The 16-time <laughs> WWE World Champion
1: wow that was loud
0: (laughs) uh sorry about that friends but
1: yes (laughs) you didn't even mean to do it that time you can't stop it that's
0: why i can't have nice things oh god they can overlap i should have known that before i started this (laughs) anyway hey we've been here for a year friends
1: a whole year
0: we were saying before the mics went on (laughs) what's the last thing either of us did on a weekly basis for a whole year
1: yeah really
0: zumba Everybody Zumba? remember the tragedy of Kate Zumba injury?
1: Though, so, yeah, it was it was pretty bad, um, and the fact that it it unfortunately has not been able to continue. So you know that that failed miserably.
0: What happened with your with your Zumba?
1: Um, my lovely teacher Angela couldn't find a space for it. Ah. Um, and just and now her business is blown up in Hamilton, so she really doesn't have the time anymore. She was like, I, I talked to her a little while ago. I went to go visit her. Oh, not her Zumba business. No, she no, has no. Another business. An actual, and she's actually a fashion designer. Ah. And I went to go visit her at her boutique and. Uh, And she was like, I don't even know when I found time to do Zumba. Like, I don't understand where this extra time was coming from. Because now apparently she's busy all the time.
0: No Zumba for anyone.
1: But. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to take it away from you.
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) It's my (laughs) heroin.
1: my heroin. Um, But, you know, we're, we're, we're. Very relatively busy, and we make the time because it's important to us and important to other people. So we're here, and we've done it for a year, and we're going to do it for another year. Fireworks. Hope, hopefully. Hopefully. No, we're going to do it for a year. Please a <laughs>
0: Pessimist is like, talk to me, and oh, God, I'll be 40 by then.
1: <laughs> You're so old.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... If you want to chart my continued progression towards irrelevance and death, you can do that a couple of ways. SoundCloud.com slash geek down pod. Give us a follow on there. Notifications will be delivered to your device every time a new episode goes live as well. iTunes. Why don't you just click that subscribe in the top right hand corner?
1: It's super easy.
0: Don't be alarmed when Chauncey the Geek Down Internet Elf stops by your house and is just smashing episodes of the Geek Down into your phone.
1: Yeah. It looks a little violent, but it's fine. <laughs>
0: Everything's consensual. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to get into what Chauncey does with your phones. It's just magic. You don't need to pay attention to it either. No, just let Chauncey do his thing. <laughs> Chauncey wants you to be comfortable while he does his thing, and after that, all the episodes of the Geek Down you could possibly want.
1: Yeah, and if for some reason um, you you know want to talk to us about one of the episodes and get at us and maybe ask us some questions or make some. You know, comments, constructive criticism type comments. Uh, You can do that on any of our socials.
0: At GeekdownPod on the Twitters, on the Tumblrs. GeekdownPod.tumblr.com.
1: This year is going to be Caitlin and Tumblr. (laughs) It's the year of Tumblr. It is the year of Tumblr. Kate
0: and Tumblr, match made in heaven. Uh, email, which we always forget to mention, because who uses email anymore, but geekdownpod at com or on the Facebook group.
1: Which is at
0: www.facebook.com dot dot forward slash geekdownpod. I had a revelation about the fa- Facebook group the other day.
1: What did you have a revelation about?
0: Uh, it's not a group. It's a page. Yeah. Which means I don't think listeners can interact with each other very easily.
1: Oh. <laughs> I didn't really think about so, that. So, like, if
0: Kayim posts something, I don't think that shows up in, like... Everyone's feeds. Anything we do will show up in all the listeners' feeds. But, like, if Kaiem posts something or Cooley or any of our other frequent listeners post something, it's not going to go out into the world. We'll see it.
1: Well, then you guys should really just, you know, visit. You should visit, visit more.
0: <laughs> visit frequently. Visit often. Miss yeah. a day, miss a lot. So, one year, Kate. One year. How you feel about that?
1: I'm um, very excited about that.
0: I'm very excited about that, too. Because, listen, friends, let me tell you. I'll say it on Mike. I've said it before to Kate off Mike. Some of y'all podcasters, y'all fucking up. Are they? Yeah.
1: How are they fucking up?
0: They just ain't good.
1: That's not, not like messing up. They just <laughs> maybe they're just trying to get better at it.
0: I hope so because it really. I'll put it out there. We we we've done very good work. We have greatly improved over the last year.
1: Oh, we have. I haven't
0: gone back and listened to those early reference library episodes.
1: That's Recently, right. But... For those of you who don't know, we initially started out at the Toronto Reference Library. We were a couple of
0: hooligans who got kicked out of the Toronto Reference Library. Well,
1: we, we didn't get kicked out. A woman who did not work at the library complained that we were too to, loud. To
0: us. Sunshine Bubbles and Scarlet Ember were having too much fun.
1: Yeah. And, okay, so she complains about us. Did she complain about the bird?
0: <laughs> the Reference Library is filled with birds. <laughs> Just everywhere. It
1: was one bird. It's filled love. with birds. It was one bird. Um, but you know, we we, you know, we didn't think we were being too loud, but we we decided after that because both of us are just basically baskets of anxiety. <laughs> um,
0: just, go go back and listen to that episode. I think it was, was episode the first proper uh, episode or episode two. To, it
1: was episode two. Yeah,
0: you can hear. You can definitely hear the moment where we went from like having fun to like. Oh, man, man. <laughs>
1: We are a CBC show
0: Total NPR voice Uh, But yeah, that's when we moved to the Polly Pocket And endured the sweltering heat and insanity of summer And the frigid cold of lakeside Toronto If I don't hit that buzzer within seconds of Caitlin's arrival She gets very irritated
1: Hey, you know what? These fingers are all I've got (laughs) If I get frostbite, I'm going to be pissed
0: It is rough out here in Toronto. This is actually like the first cold weekend we've had in a very long time.
1: Today, it's actually not that bad. No? Um, It was worse during the week it had dropped.
0: Um, I thought the week was fine.
1: Oh, well, also, I'm... Really, I'm in Hamilton. So it's a a different story. It doesn't seem like it's that far away, but we just have a completely different effect. We've got a lake effect going on. Uh, We get Toronto blocks a lot of the cold weather. Mm. So it's actually usually warmer in Hamilton than it is in Toronto. Like I'll get on, I think I've said it before, I get on the the bus or the train in Hamilton and it's fine. And by the time I get to Toronto, I'm like, oh my God, I was not dressed for this. (laughs) Uh, So it can be very different, even though it's not too far away (sighs) are you okay
0: yeah i'll apologize now friends if i'm a little if i feel you seem a little off we're recording on a saturday today which means uh your man's came off midnights and slept for a few hours and then got up and tried to clean this place up and get the dude funk out of here before kate came over because i'm very conscious of that thank you i hope she appreciates it i do appreciate um (laughs) get that smell of fart and and boy and dude y'all know what it you know what the dude smell smells like um, um
1: the best was when you used to have that candle the scented candle i,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did have a, i need to get a scented candle <laughs> start, start a GoFundMe me <laughs> for the scented candle fun um no and i've just been exhausted this week because we we it's been it's been process improvement week at work oh which means fun. we are trying new things which means i run around a lot more at work And I've also been uh, having to run the show a couple nights a week, which means I get out of there at like 7 and I'm coming down the stairs and I just sound like that that frog prince Bart made in Treehouse of Horror in (laughs) the Harry Potter episode that just like puked everywhere. It was like a mutant (laughs) frog and it's just like, every moment I am alive is agony. (laughs) It was me coming down the stairs the other day. I definitely, yesterday I came home, slept, got up for like two hours, went back to sleep like... (laughs) This is when it gets real bad, when it's just like, literally all I do is go to work, come home and sleep. Like, Yeah. That's um,
1: working night shift. I did a couple of night shifts and it totally messes you up.
0: It does. You can acclimate, but, so I'm I'm not, I'm not fully here. I'm happy to celebrate the year anniversary, but I'm not fully here, but I'm doing my best. Which
1: is a good thing because today's episode is, is sort of a mishmash.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit of everything. Just hanging, just hanging with y'all.
1: Yeah, because we really like you guys, and we think you like us. I mean, pretty sure you come back every week. Like,
0: like to think so. I mean, I'm not not the most optimistic person in the world, but I, I think you like us.
1: And and I gotta say, it besides what I thought, it was it got a lot bigger than I thought it was gonna get. I mean, I just thought it was gonna be my mom, <laughs> but she doesn't she doesn't actually really even we, listen. We we
0: really thought it was just gonna be moms. Yeah, who listen to this?
1: Yeah, but it's it's friends and friends of friends and people we don't even know which is amazing
0: shouts to luna luna's still liking everything on that soundcloud luna i really thank you luna never never comments (laughs) i don't know who the hell she is but she likes everything on soundcloud
1: you're awesome we 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 appreciate you we
0: like you luna um
1: but we know we've got people who listen from Seoul and people who listen from boston yeah new york and all over the place
0: all over the place and yeah, as we actually have some insight into the uh, into the numbers we're pulling now, use Podtrack for all your podcasting, all your free podcasting measurement needs. Um, yeah, so we're excited to uh, get into year two and see what that's going to uh, going to look like. Uh, do we have any news this week?
1: I usually the news, a lot of the news I bring forward. Is relevant to me in that it's something I like, but I usually also bring it forward for our listeners, people who like the things that we like or I like. Um, So the astronomy is not your bag, (laughs) but you know, I I know a lot of people who appreciate the astronomy minute. Um, Today's really big piece of news is it's really for me (laughs) and I'd really like people to help me out with this. (laughs) Okay. So, last year, in April, I got the chance to go to Disney World. Yes. And I'd never been before, and I actually never thought I was going to get to go. And I had the chance, and we had an amazing time. Uh, We went to Disney World. We spent the day there. It was phenomenal. You know, we went to, then we went to what?
0: I just realized in the course of doing this podcast, you and I both did, like, the most major thing that we ever could have, like, wanted to do. Yeah. Like, you got to go to Disney World. Yeah. And I got to go to New York and see the Queens.
1: Yeah. It's amazing. It's kind of weird. Is that weird? just that like
0: we both did. We both had these things that we never thought we would get to do, and because we both did them.
1: this podcast helps inspire. I
0: guess. Geek Down. Changing lives. You're welcome, geeky d's.
1: <laughs> Let us know how we've changed your life. <laughs> but... Back to the story. Yes. So, so, you know, Harry Potter World was amazing. Um, that was Universal Studios. But I really, Disney World was, the, was one of those things in my life that that's the kid in me. was All they wanted to do was go to Disney World. So we got to go. And one of the, the great things about Disney World are all the different lands they've got. And they have this one area that's very, it, it's the most American of the sections which is like the it's not it's not pioneer village but it's like
0: there's confederate flags everywhere yeah
1: it's (laughs) confederate town or something and there's like a there's like a a collar out there but it's actually it's really interesting and one of the weirdest um, most amazing strangest experiences we had uh this is Senior Correspondent, and I was going to the Hall of Presidents. Oh my
0: god, you did go to the Hall of Presidents? Oh
1: yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, I did not understand. It was my first taste really of the animatronics mm. at work, because it was one of the first things we did. I did not understand. It was one of the first things
0: Disney did too. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, yeah. And it's, you know, it's very historical, and it's interesting, and it's weird. <laughs> um, it's kind of America basically. It's a symbol of America. So, in me, in my journey of looking for news today, uh, I came across a story about, this is actually um, on the Mary Sue, about a new petition to keep Donald Trump from ruining the Hall of Presidents. <laughs> so, um, it's So, a, they're that
0: up to date? They always... Yes. Yeah, every so, president goes in?
1: Yeah. So, when we were there, Obama... Uh, Everyone, every uh, every president since Clinton has recorded their, actually recorded their speech. Um, So Obama stood up. And said his speech and it was bizarre and interesting (laughs) but bizarre also um very uncanny valley like there was moments where i was like is that an animatronic (laughs) uh no no that's something weird with his face yeah um every president is there in this in this little stage show not everyone speaks but everyone is there so the petition is uh it's on change.org and it's If Disney can't keep Trump out of the Hall of Presidents' performance... Don't let him speak. Don't let him speak. Because, well, we know why, because we don't even have to go into it. Um,
0: Listen, he'd be the most tremendous president in the Hall of Presidents of all time. If Schwarzenegger went in the Hall of Presidents, just attendance would drop. It's just sad. Bad.
1: Bad. Sad. Sad. Exclamation point. Yeah. Sad. Sad. And and capital letters. Yes. Um, Make America great again. Yeah. So uh, I know. <coughs> Sorry, I've never actually said it out. <laughs> um. So I know that it doesn't mean, you know, it means something to everyone. But if you have some time, maybe just sign the petition. Um. I don't know if nobody's it's nobody's trying
0: to keep him out. Just no. nobody wants to hear him open his fucking yeah Yeah, animatronic or otherwise and you know
1: what it may not do anything but why not give it a shot right (laughs) you know what they say reach for reach reach for the moon even if you don't capture it you'll land among the stars that kind of thing (laughs) something inspiring uh so please go do that there you go yeah because we need to keep some things
0: not tainted
1: yeah fingers crossed
0: (laughs) yeah I don't really have any news this week. I do have something that, and it's kind of an older story, but it's, um, I was getting caught up on other podcasts, shouts to the IGN Anime Club, um, and one of the hosts there, Miranda, had, Miranda Sanchez, had written an opinion piece for IGN, which is rare, but it was about, um, so Amazon has gotten into the dedicated anime streaming game. They okay. have a thing called Anime Strike, which they have started. It's only accessible if you are already paying that 100 plus for Prime. Uh-huh. And then you got to pay another $5 or something on top of that to get Anime Strike. So Sanchez's opinion piece was twofold, basically saying that Anime Strike is not the greatest because it's pulling exclusives off of... Other sites that already exist right. and not everybody wants to pay. This is what we start running into with your streaming services. It's like everybody wants to clip cable, but there's no catch all solution anymore. Right. Like, um, used to be just like Netflix was enough, or Netflix and Hulu. Used to be just Crunchyroll was enough, or at most Crunchyroll and Funimation covered everything. But as more people get into the game, all the shows you want, like Cabinery, we loved Cabinery. Yeah. Cabinery was on Amazon. That's the only way you would be able to watch it. And now the only way you'd probably be able to watch it is if you were shelling out the extra money for this anime strike thing. Ugh. These are all things that encourage people to pirate.
1: Yes. Because
0: when accessibility becomes a pain in the ass, they're going to pirate it. Yep. If you make things easy to access, they have no problem paying for it. This no. is the lesson that has been learned since iTunes and Napster and all that. Yes. Napster made it super easy to steal music and iTunes made it super easy to buy music. Yeah. So people were just like, cool, I'll spend the dollar.
1: Boop. Um, this is the same issue with Game of Thrones. It's yes, like you... the, the most pirated show in the history of anything.
0: Well, because Canada decided that they wanted to fuck around and not make HBO Go a thing that was available for anyone. And you know how much I would love to just spend nine dollars a month. Yeah. For HBO Go.
1: Yeah. Um. So for those or anyone who's listening not in Canada don't doesn't understand. So for us, you cannot get. HBO go unless you already have a cable package that allows you to get it.
0: This is why the conservatives in America are always like down with regulations because Canada is heavily regulated in a lot of ways with regards to nurturing Canadian interests, businesses, art, things like that. So the powers that be probably petitioned from Canadian cable providers were like, we're going to get killed if HBO go is allowed to become a thing. Yeah. So the government says, okay, HBO, you can't make go a thing in Canada, unless you partner with a Canadian business. Yeah. Uh, Take the good and the bad with this damn dirty socialist utopia we live in. (laughs) But that's why things get pirated is because you make them hard to access people. There are only so many hoops people want to jump through. Yeah. So I agree with that assessment that like the anime strike, not the best thing for anime. The one I can't get around is people make similar criticisms to Netflix. So I have said many times that this anime season is pretty garbage. Right. There's not a lot kicking around there. Mm-hmm. There is one show that I know I will want to watch and enjoy. It is called Little Witch Academia. Right. It is by Studio Trigger, which made Under Next, made Gurren Lagann, but also made Kill la Kill.
1: <laughs> you love that. Yeah.
0: Uh, Space Patrol Luluco. A couple other shows, Little Witch Academia. They've done a short, like a fifteen minute thing, and then I think they did like a forty five minute thing. It's basically like a witch school type of thing. It's very very sweet, very Harry Potter esque. um, About a witch who I think part of it is that she can't fly very well. I think that's the first one. Um, and her little classmates and the her inspiration for wanting to be a witch and the I can't remember what her inspiration's name is, but, like, the other witches are like, no, she was a fraud, blah, blah, blah. She was just, like... She was just a... She was, like, an idol. She was, like, a celebrity. She wasn't genuine. Like She was a piece of trash. And so now they have expanded this into a TV series, and people were really amped, and Netflix scooped it up. Now, Netflix's business model, as we know, is not to post things week to week. No. Or do simulcasting, which is what all the the anime fans are used to, because that's what Crunchyroll does. Shit drops in Japan within hours. It is up for you to watch subtitle. Right. Netflix is like, we ain't posting it up until all the episodes have aired in Japan. Right. And then, blam, all 13 on your device. This is apparently abhorrent to anime fans. Why? They are mad. Why? Because they want to watch it now. And it's going to get spoiled for them. Because people are out there pirating it. Okay. And they're going to spoil it for them. And they want it now. You fucking babies.
1: Can't have it now. <laughs>
0: Relaxed.
1: There's so many other things to watch.
0: And honestly, if you want this thing on Netflix, you're already paying for Netflix. You're probably going to watch it twice anyway. If you feel that badly about it, I don't know, six and one half dozen of the other. If you pirate it and you're already paying for Netflix, like,
1: uh, yeah, I'm not
0: going to split. I'm not going to split that hair. But I mean, splitting the hair isn't the point. The point is, why can't you wait? You people are so spoiled. You know what my life was, Caitlin? <laughs> Do you know what my life was?
1: Um, it was very similar to my, you're not that much older than I am. Do
0: you know how it used to be? I don't think the kids out there know how it used to be. I know how it used to be. Back in the day, one, you just got what you could find.
1: I had to rush home, like bolt out of the classroom at lunch so I could go home and watch Sailor Moon.
0: Yeah, because that's when it was on. Yeah. You had to watch it then. I was a little more fortunate. Saturday afternoons, I think you got a couple episodes of Sailor Moon. But I mean, as far as like owning or building your collection or getting things that weren't like Sailor Moon or Dragon Ball or like anything that was airing on regular TV, you just like would go to a store every couple weeks, yeah. Music World, some local retailer or comic shop, just buy what was there. You didn't know if it was good or it was bad. And it had one language option. Yeah. Most of the times, which were a terrible dub. <laughs>
1: terrible.
0: So anime fans... Of today, you are living in a goddamn utopia. Like,
1: Really, you are. You are.
0: (laughs) Think for a moment about what that means. A show airs in Japan. Within hours, you can watch it. That is unheard of. At the best you could hope for back in the day. If a show was new, maybe six months, eight months after it started airing in Japan, tapes or DVDs would start showing up. DVDs were great enough as it was Whoa, yeah. because that was dual language option. Yeah. Sub and dub, the sub dub wars were over. Whoo! <laughs> Kids, you don't even know. And now the fact that like fan subbing isn't even a thing. Listen, some things, some older things, they're never going to make it over here. Like there's something I'm watching right now, frankly, I don't know if it's available anywhere. Right. And maybe I'm a giant jerk face am discouraging anybody in the industry from licensing it because I'm um, Searching it out through nefarious means. But there are shows out there that are never going to come over because they're older or they were like a one episode, 45 minute thing. There's like an infamous one called Angel Egg, I think, which is gorgeous to look at, but nobody's probably ever going to license it. It's like sitting on YouTube back then for things that were like probably never going to be licensed. Here's what you did. You found like some site somewhere where like usually like on the coast, Vancouver, San Francisco, somewhere like that. Yeah. Where they were getting raw tapes. From Japan, like just the straight, no sub, no nothing. And then they would translate it themselves, subtitle it themselves. And if you like shot them a money order for like ten bucks just to cover the shipping and the cost of a tape, they would mail the tapes out to you.
1: That's amazing.
0: This is how like first two fan subs I ever had were *Castle*, which was Miyazaki's first film, mm-hmm. um, which was *Loop* in the third film, and is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Right. And the first four episodes of this show called uh, Nadia's Secret of Blue Water, which was an early Gainax Hideaki Anno thing. It was basically um, that Atlantis movie that not Disney, but someone else put out a while back
1: um,
0: has a lot of similarities to to Nadia's Secret of Blue Water, which Cause was like
1: because her... Atlantis was a Disney movie.
0: Was it a Disney movie? Yes, it was. OK, well, then they ripped off anime again because
1: <laughs> they just do that.
0: Because there were a lot of nods to Nadia's Secret of Blue Water, which was itself a riff on 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Anyway, that was like not available. That was not anywhere. Nobody right. was going to license it. I got it through fan subs until ultimately there was like a boom in the industry and some company put it out just on subtitle tapes. Like, But like, this is how it was back then. <laughs> like, like, we've talked before about the right stuff. I don't know, it's like the Amazon for anime now. We're yeah. just like, they have everything. And how I had to get like a mail order catalog back in the day.
1: Oh, man.
0: And read descriptions. <gasps> I had to read this thing from Reading. cover to cover and just be like, that sounds interesting. I guess I'll take a gamble.
1: Reading. There were no podcasts to tell you what a show was like? Nope. Uh Horrifying. So
0: if you have to wait two months or three months for Little Witch Academia to show up, is there not enough out there for you to be watching?
1: I can tell you right now, there is. There is a lot.
0: Like, you're being babies. This is not a thing.
1: Go watch Food Wars. Don't make
0: this thing. You're already paying for Netflix anyway. There are other things on Netflix you could be watching. Watch Agin. Watch fucking Madoka. It's sitting there. Watch it, Seven Deadly Sins.
1: Definitely watch Madoka.
0: Watch Blue Exorcist. Like, they're all sitting on Netflix. There's more than enough.
1: Watch uh, Hidden Kingdoms. <laughs>
0: Well, don't piss and moan about like I want it now. Like you fucking babies, just relax, anime fans.
1: Deep breaths.
0: <sighs> you just irritate me sometimes.
1: You want to know what's irritating me? What's irritating you? Kate? I you go on it's rants. Very, very
0: angry anniversary episode. <laughs> thus far. It's supposed to be happy <laughs> well, day. I'm
1: just gonna. It's gonna be a very short rant. But BBC, or I guess a uh, uh, PBS, or whomever. Where are my Jane Austen television shows? You're
0: still on about this, huh?
1: There has been nothing good or my or movies. Like everyone keeps on making these movies set beautifully and wonderfully either in the 1800s or the like turn of the cent- last century. There has
0: been an Austen drought. <laughs> In 2016, well, it's not,
1: it's not even like, no, because uh, Love and Friendship came out, yes, which was which was great. Um, I need a mini series though, guys. (laughs) Um, and then all these movies have come out like a four-parter, and they've not been very good. And it's always some weird love triangle. Um, and always the woman is awful, just like the worst. Um,
0: Sorry, these are just what they're offering you instead of no, Jane, well, no, this is, even, Jane Austen adaptations. It's not No, no,
1: no. That's that. No, that's not Jane Austen adaptations. It's a whole other caliber. These are just movies set in the time period, which is either the Romantic period or the Victorian era mm-hmm. or the Edwardian period. Um, that I want to watch, um, uh, and they're all like Madame Bovary, right? Or or just ugh, just terrible. Stories that are sad. All <laughs> Dol- Tolstoy? Really? I don't need any more Tolstoy. I need some Austin, or give me another. Or know s- what? Someone write something and make it good and make it a happy ending and give it to me because I can't deal with the sad. Not right now, guys. Not. <laughs> not right now. We need more happy, um, unrealistic happy than you know sad. Someone ends up destitute or divorced or dying or committing suicide. Like, just guys, please, BBC, let's do this. I can help. You can always, you can always get at me. Write me, <laughs> Caitlin. Give us your ideas for stories. I got
0: random girl from Canada.
1: I there is a lot of really interesting history out there. <laughs> Why haven't they made a movie yet of the first female doctor in England? It's an awesome story. For some
0: reason, I thought you were going to say space, and that sounded much more interesting to me. (sighs) First female doctor in space.
1: That is Star Trek, and which I could talk about later. But right now, Austin, do it.
0: Give her some Austin.
1: Please. (sighs) Okay, I'm done.
0: Speaking of the BBC. Yeah. This didn't come up in our in our pre-show discussions. Uh your boy Capaldi leaving, eh? Yeah, I know. I feel about that.
1: Eh.
0: Eh. Eh. For something that was such like a formative property to the creation of this podcast, like yeah. you have really not been about the doctor in the I past mean, year.
1: Eh, I just it, it's it's I really like the show. I told you this when we started. I'm not like a crazy fan.
0: You have a TARDIS teapot.
1: I actually have several TARDIS <laughs> things and some screwdrivers and some other Doctor Who merchandise.
0: Yeah, that's more than s- someone who's not a fan would not have any of this. I didn't things.
1: say I wasn't a fan.
0: Or that level of fan.
1: I said I wasn't crazy. Mm. I wasn't crazy. <laughs> um, but I really like Doctor Who, but it's just not my, like, I don't know.
0: It's not your Ur fandom
1: I just I feel like they could have done so many more interesting things with the stories, and they kind of...
0: More, more werewolves in Victorian England?
1: Yeah. Everyone hates that <laughs> one except me. Uh-
0: <laughs> Literally the episode where I was like, I cannot do Doctor Who anymore. I have tried this shit. I'm out. This, this is so dumb. Um, and yeah, is it Moffat leaving as well?
1: Probably that. Yeah, that's been both of them are leaving hinted at after uh, for a while. But hmm. I, I don't like Moffat. So, well, can we just get can we get a female writer, please?
0: How dare you?
1: Please.
0: God, a f- ladies on anything but on Doctor Who besides trailing along behind him looking anxious
1: or screaming a lot.
0: <laughs> it's not, not my doctor. Hashtag not my doctor. <laughs> So you are saying, you know, you you want your Austin adaptations. One thing that I have complained about off and on throughout the show is the uh, tragic treatment of uh, my beloved son son Gohan on Dragon Ball. Yeah. And how they basically just like, just shit on him completely. Right. From being like, you know, do you know the ultimate story behind that? Like...
1: Why it's happened? Toriyama,
0: I don't know why it's happened really, but basically Toriyama wanted to end... Dragon Ball Z like halfway through the actual thing he wanted to sorry this may be apocryphal I may be making this up but I'm pretty sure this is what I heard that and that's why it progresses like it does where Gohan surpasses Goku right Goku could not beat Cell he sacrifices himself Gohan with the one-handed his busted arm and his one-handed Kamehameha yeah like fucking obliterate Cell and then he's he's the next strongest and he wanted to end it there that yeah. was Goku has passed to the next world Gohan has surpassed him nice boop nice End point there This manga publisher the anime Company who knows him were are Like okay we we Understand Allow us to retort <laughs> Barrels of money And Toriyama went Noted <laughs> And he went back to the drawing board <laughs> Right and for whatever Reason maybe there's surveys or Reception or whatever and people Just kind of dug Goku more than Gohan I am not one of those people. Right. Um, so Goku kept kind of coming back into it. And you got the, uh, the, the Boo arc. Is that the only one that came after that? Yes. Uh, the Boo arc that came after it. Which, again, had these moments where, like, Gohan even exceeded Super Saiyan. Where, like, his hair didn't even go blonde anymore. He was just like, And he was, like, cosmic. Right. He just kind of had this weird glow. Um, and they've totally screwed the pooch on Gohan ever since. Right. He like got soft and fat and whatever and went off to go be a scholar cause, you know, Chi Chi never wanted him to fight sort of thing. Um and there have been glimpses of him like getting his ass whipped a couple times in this super, this Dragon Ball Super show that they're doing now. And being like, Oh, wow, ever, everyone has surpassed me. I should really I can't defend the world, I can't defend the people I care about. I need to get back to training again. Piccolo, train me. We've not seen much about that, but the new arc is starting this week. Right. The universe tournament arc where I believe it's similar to how they would have tournaments just between people on Dragon Ball Z. I've mentioned before they introduced a the multiverse in Dragon Ball Super. This is now all the universes. There are like 12 of them. Whoa. All the universes picking a team, throwing them together, together, and it's a team battle. And they're all going to fight, and if you lose, I think your universe gets destroyed. I
1: think oh, it's... fun. Great. Which, by the
0: way, that's a way cooler premise than Secret Wars <laughs> Marvel. I'm just going to say, I'm way cooler with this. If you've got to go from a multiverse to a single universe, just throw a fucking martial arts tournament at the losers. Get wiped out.
1: Yeah. It's very Mortal Kombat.
0: Um, you know, we're all excited because there are things like there. Look, there's going to be a, looks like a female legendary. So, like, Brawley from Dragon Ball Z was like the actual legendary Super Saiyan. Mm-hmm. Where he basically turned into like a Super Saiyan Incredible Hulk type of thing. There's a female one of these we've seen glimpses of. Which cool. we're all very excited about. Um, you know, alternate versions of Frieza and other characters and things like that. On the Earth team, not only is there Android 18. She's super amped about. Yeah. Nice to see her getting some, getting some love. She's like the fourth strongest like person in the whole fucking Dragon Ball Z fighter rankings. Like, Give her more work. She's not just there to like pat Krillin's head. <laughs> Although shouts to Krillin, you're pulling way above your weight, homie. Um, Android 18 is in there. I think Tian Shinen was in there too, like a couple other classic Z mm-hmm. fighters. And he's there. He's in his he's in his gear. I don't know what he's gonna do. Don't don't fuck Gohan up, please. You put him in this arc. Just please don't fuck Gohan up.
1: You can you can always hope.
0: Don't fuck Gohan up. We love Gohan. I love Gohan so much. I gotta go back and watch the filler episodes from between the arcs because the show doesn't stop, right? But yeah. it's just like, they just do bullshit filler arcs. Like, this is the the infamous uh, Goku Gets His License episode <laughs> from Dragon Ball Z is, is from that. Um, yeah, and there was definitely, I gotta go back because there was a Gohan-centric episode where, like, they were making, we will recall after the Cell arc, it, like, jumped forward a few years and Gohan was a young adult. Yeah. He was basically a superhero called the Great Saiyaman.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, there was an episode of Dragon Ball Super recently where they're making a... Great man movie, and Gohan acts as the sun double. Basically,
1: that's amazing. It
0: sounds gleefully dumb. I need to go back <laughs> and watch that. Anyway, please, d- please respect Gohan. Please, <laughs> we miss him. I'm not the only one. There are many of us who miss Gohan. Like
1: I said, this is this is everything. I hope when you know they make a Jane Austen movie or uh, a Sherlock Holmes or anything where I love these characters and they make decide to make a show or a movie, and I'm just like, please. But this is this is my my constant Captain Marvel mantra. Whenever I hear news about Captain Marvel, ooh
0: yeah. By the way, yeah, Civil War Two trade came out. Yeah, how to flip through that? Yeah, you you're you're not happy with Brian Bendis.
1: Oh come
0: on! She technically, you know, wins, and everybody still kind of likes her, I guess. But I don't understand why. <sighs> uh, she has like no justification in that entire story arc. It's not the first time I've seen it. I think IO9 had a piece about, like, Civil War II has ruined Captain Marvel. <laughs> anyway.
1: Well, never mind. Checking out now.
0: <laughs> Carol Danvers, the Gohan of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> please fix her.
1: Please fix Someone fix her. And don't fuck the movie up, please. <laughs> that's all. That's for the next couple years is just going to be like, please don't <laughs> screw the movie up, please. Please. Yeah. So, I get that. I get that. I get. I, I hope the best for you and Gohan.
0: Well, well I'll let y'all know next week, fam, because it's the first episode of this universe arc drops tomorrow. And because we live in a wonderful world. Yeah. Where hours after it hits in Japan. Yeah. It'll be up on Crunchyroll. Yeah. <laughs> Babies. If I had to wait for it, it would be fine.
1: I really, I feel like meditation would be a good thing in your life.
0: If anybody can recommend a mindfulness app.
1: I actually can. I have one. Can you? Hey, they've turned a lot of my favorite things into garbage, so I need one. <laughs> but you know what is never going to be garbage? What's never
0: going to be garbage? This show. Sometimes it comes close.
1: It, well, close-ish. <laughs> Sometimes we have off days. We but not this, today. We do this show every week.
0: Every week, fam.
1: And because we want to have a, a relationship with our audience... We don't just want to, like, put two people together who are not right for each other at all and totally, (laughs) like, miss out on opportunities to explore other relationships in the television show. Uh, What?
0: (laughs) What are you referring to?
1: All the shows.
0: All the shows.
1: All the shows. We listen to our, our audience. Yeah, sometimes. Specifically, when we ask them to ask us questions. Because
0: we're terrible at planning.
1: Mediocre at planning.
0: <laughs> Listen, we both were, when was it, Friday? Thursday, <laughs> Friday? You were, you were like, uh, what are we watching this week?
1: Or doing. <laughs> I was like,
0: oh, damn. Right, we're supposed to record on Saturday.
1: <laughs> Fun.
0: So, mailbag.
1: Mailbag, yeah. We
0: best got best We got some questions. Ever. Got some questions from some folks. We do. And after this break, we will come back. And dig into that. Stay tuned, geeky dudes. Hi,
1: everyone, and welcome back to the second part of the show. Um, usually, we, you know give each other something to watch, and this is the part where we talk about it, but we're not doing that this week. Nope. So we don't have any of that for us to do.
0: No rules, no nothing. You know what we got instead?
1: Mailbag. Ah! First ever. First ever mailbag. Geek
0: Down mailbag episode.
1: Look, see, we're breaking down doors already. <laughs> what? It's not like we Hitting the
0: front of the, <laughs> refusing to go to the back of the bus or anything, <laughs> like
1: I know. But our own, fine. We're jumping over hurdles. I don't know. <laughs> it's the saddest, happiest <laughs> whistle ever. What what are those called? Part uh, They're calling speakers? that this rubber duck. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: No. Oh. It's probably a meme of some sort.
1: <laughs> probably. Um. So we yeah we have some mailbags. questions. Stuff. Thank yeah. you
0: all for. At the last minute, <laughs> replying to our call for questions,
1: we really appreciate it. We do appreciate it. Um, so to start, I've got uh, a Facebook question.
0: Facebook,
1: um, from uh, Ray Parsons, which is it's really exciting when we don't know who it is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not gonna lie, we have personal relationships with a lot of people who ask these <laughs> questions, so it's real nice when people we don't know personally asked.
1: Um, and the question is, Jordan. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, Specifically for you. For me.
1: Uh, Gundam or Neon Genesis Evangelion?
0: Uh, I don't have a lot of experience with Gundam, to be honest. Um, so, I mean, just because I know it better, and it was super formative to my fandom, uh, I got to go Ava. Um, the story I always tell is there's. We'll get into too much of the details, but I, I had a marathon with my friend Glenn. I had watched Ava first, Mm -hmm. and then he wanted to watch it, and like we said, ordering tapes off the right stuff. (laughs) I was basically ordering, like, packs. Like, they had, like, maybe they'd shave a few dollars off if you bought, like, the first half and the second half of the show. like, just get these giant boxes delivered to me filled with VHS tapes, (laughs) and two episodes per, you know? So, a 26-episode series was 13 effing tapes. Wow. Um, And it's the moment where... Shinji, a.k.a. getting the robot Shinji. Um, There's been an Ava that's been taken over by a virus or something. It's a prototype Ava, and it's attacking by a virus angel. And Shinji doesn't want to fight because he thinks there's still a pilot inside, and the pilots are all 14-year-olds, Yeah, and he doesn't want to fight. And when he finally wins the day through various reasons that he's not real crazy about, Mm -hmm. um, when he finds out who is in the possessed Ava, and the way they directed it—it it was basically just like his pupil—a di- close-up of his pupil dilating, and then the most blood-curdling scream you ever heard, and then just black. Yeah. With the to be continued, and Glenn and I were both like curled up in a ball. Like, so do you go want to go smoke all the cigarettes? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> so I got to say, Ava, I don't have. I was. I n- have familiarity with Gundam and I always love the designs. Like whenever I'm out at a store somewhere and I see like model kits or something or yeah. like, like I love mecha designs and when Gundam mechas get effing nuts, like the one with the sombrero on it or
1: I'm I'm just shaking. <laughs> my I head remember on which one that was,
0: but you know, when like once Gundams have like wings or they look like dragons or something like that always gets mm. me like really amped. And Gundam wing was the one that was like really blowing up when I was first in my first peak of anime fandom. But I know I need to go back to it. I think actually the uh, the early early Gundam saga, 8th MS Team or something has been has been redone as movies, or it's free somewhere on some. Site. I
1: I did I didn't watch the series, but I did watch a Gundam movie did once, um, and I think it came out right after the series. I, I can't really remember, but all I all a
0: winger. <laughs> uh,
1: it was many many years ago. All I remember is there's this scene in a blimp where. <laughs> The guy is basically like just going through people like a hot knife through butter, mm-hmm. but they make it like, um, you can just see it all in shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like all done as like a black cause just the way the sun is setting, mm-hmm. it's all done like, like a shadow, like in black and you just see like the blood like sort of spray. <laughs> it was just, it was really beautifully done. Um, so that's really my only experience with Gundam and I always, that is just imprinted on my brain. That's such a cool scene. Um. So maybe, well, see, sir, this, uh, Ray here says that um, that I should get Gundam to watch, that I should be watching it. So that I should
0: give you Gundam? Yeah, so well, maybe. All right, I'll look into maybe. it.
1: Um, and he has the second part of the question is, Utena or uh, Marika, we think maybe he meant Madoka or it, it auto-corrected to Madoka, but. Yeah.
0: yeah, because if Ava and Gundam are both Mechas, Utena and Madoka are both magical girl shows. And if that is what you meant, Ray, that is a much harder question for me to answer.
1: I know my answer.
0: Well, yes.
1: <laughs> it's Madoko for everyone who doesn't know.
0: Um man though. I love them both for different reasons. Um I really feel ah god though. This is really hard. Like the Black Rose arc of Utena was just super intense and like I really loved what they did there. And how, like, a lot of the supporting players in Utana got their, like, quote unquote antagonistic moment. It's still kind of like a Monster of the Week show, right? It's right. like every, every episode ends with her getting in a duel with somebody. Yeah. And the first arc, or core of Utana, is her against the student council. Yeah. And then the second arc is this Black Rose saga, and every opponent she has is, like, a minor character. It's like the blue haired kid with the stopwatch, it's his sister. Or it's, um, I think her best friend is one of them at one point or, and just how that it's, it's really like, I'm probably using this wrong, but it just all felt very like French nouveau, like cinemas type stuff, like pin butterflies in a frame and like wide (laughs) shots. And like, it was just really weird. And I had, it really impacted me, but I can't quite remember much of what came after that, like the final arc and the apocalypse arc. I think it's called where... Anthes creepy brother comes out and they're maybe doing it or not I don't know and it's That's lots of riding around in a car weird. and like like <laughs> I'm illustrating <laughs> like like tracing your fingers between over your breastbone type of thing like Eww. a lot of, a lot of that Blew. um and also it it didn't really make any you know it's an anime yeah, anime it didn't really make much sense when it ended yeah. um but Madoka was like got me back in
1: yeah, I remember you saying that. That's like one of the reasons you gave it to me.
0: Like And I was like, oh, anime is available on these streaming sites? Let me check these things out. And I had heard about the infamous episode three or knew what happened in the infamous episode three right. of Madoka and said, well, let me just check this out. And just everything from the art style and just the the theme song, just yeah. um, how it ultimately played out. Ah, God. I'm Madoka.
1: Oh, Madoka. I'm going to go Madoka. Amazing.
0: Now, if I wasn't quite sure, uh, Ray, if you were referring to uh, Marika. So I ran that into Google. And the only thing that comes up is uh, the character from Nisekoi. Yeah. Which is a harem anime. Yeah. If you were talking about that, if you were talking about Utena versus Marika from Nisekoi, it's Utena. Because Marika is fucking terrible. And that second season of Nisekoi, it's garbage. Because you ruined Shitogei.
1: All things, I have no idea what he's talking about.
0: And you never will, because the show's garbage, but... Okay. Chitoge was best girl. Yeah. And then she decided that, it's like, oh, she actually had feelings for String Bean or whatever his name was. Rakugo, I think, is his name. And then she turned into a completely different character, because she was just, oh, heart eye emoji at this dude. That's stupid. Fuck it. Also, how many of you were at that fucking resort on one weekend, and how many fucking keys and lock pendants were y'all handing out on this one weekend? Like...
1: What is going on?
0: That's harem anime. It's like, if anybody had a, any long-term memory, harem anime could not exist. Because it's always about people making promises when they're kids yeah. and not remembering who they made them to. God. You promised we'd get married when we get into university. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I think I remember that. That's that 39 episodes of Love Hina. That's basically what that was. I, uh, Which you will recall is the show that made me go fuck anime and like burn my collection down.
1: Wow. I uh, I remember once I threw sand at a kid's face. <laughs> <laughs> My grandmother was not pleased.
0: He probably thinks you're now destined to be together, and he would come find you if he could remember you. Congratulations, you're in a, a anime now.
1: Oh God, I didn't mean for this to happen at all. <laughs> uh, moving on. Moving on. Because things are getting silly. <laughs> uh, do you want to? Do you want to ask a question?
0: Uh, sure. I have a. F- I gave most of them to Kate, but I do have a couple here. Uh, this is from th- my homie Jeff at Mr. Milosh. Asked, everybody has guilty pleasures. We all know what that means, things we love and don't tell each other. If we were to have a guilty pleasures episode yeah. where we pass things that we don't feel good about liking mm-hmm. to give the other one, uh, what would we give and why Or why do we find it a guilty pleasure?
1: Hmm. What would I... I'm going to
0: start by saying I don't know that we have much shame on this show. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I like we, I feel like I've already given you things that like...
1: Yeah, well, like,
0: give you, you pasta. I give you terrace house. <laughs> like, there's not. <laughs> it's
1: true. And every time I give you something from like 1995, you're like, "Why should you give me this? I'm like, this is really good. I don't know what you're talking about." Um, I guess I do have a I do have a soft spot for like bad chick flicks. Oh, okay. Um, not not all of them, but I'm trying to think of like sliding doors. Like I watch that mm. movie every once. I know it's trash i watch it. It's fun. Um, maybe I might give you something like uh, Where the Heart Is. Again, super terrible. What it's, one is that? It's got Natalie Portman in it. Um, okay. It's, again, it's just, I know it's just a trashy chick flick, but I really like it.
0: When you say that, I'm immediately having a knee jerk. You know, my knee jerk says like mm. the similar thing for me is like late 90s, early probably more early aughts, like teen comedies okay yeah like well we know I we don't know fuck with empire records but like she's all that yeah um mm-hmm. can't hardly wait
1: mm-hmm i, I can't. can't hardly wait was was a lot of fun though i mean it was still was terrible it? <laughs> but it was was it
0: peak yeah. peak j love yeah Jennifer love hewitt was unstoppable in that movie
1: yeah a um,
0: pre Ghost Whisperer, J-love. Y- J love It was J Hugh.
1: It was, um, but yeah, yeah. I. But I, I mean,
0: you've seen all those. It's not like this is some like, yeah, like thing I could give you that you've never seen. But before. I think it,
1: it. I think it's definitely if because both of us seem to have this similarity of we know it's trash. It just feels really good. Yeah,
0: the the one takeaway of a year of the show has been <laughs> it's been it's been the comf. Yeah, the things we like that are comfy, and that's kind of the same as a guilty pleasure. Um that we just feel no guilt for, yeah i't feel I feel like we 've already covered that like the second I gave you <laughs> the second I crossed over and gave the second I took the leap to give you pasta, I feel like that was yeah, that that was, was a real the, turning point that for that the podcast, the yeah, which by the way i 've been continuing my rewatch of this week, and,
1: and it's, 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 you already
0: know yeah, it's delightful it is delightful love you, um,
1: so yeah that 's I guess yeah it the basically the point is we we don 't really have any shame um we 've <laughs> given each other terrible movies that we love already. And I don't think there's anything else.
0: And shouts to the listeners, like don't have shame in the shit you like.
1: No. no. Just like what you
0: like. Life is too short and the world is too stupid right now to feel any guilt or shame about the things, you, the things you like. you want watch
1: Bachelor every single week and be like, I don't like I don't know, Sheila. Sheila's the worst. <laughs> oh my
0: god, Sheila. God, ugh. I fucking hate you. Um,
1: do that. Just be you. It's good. Don't it's so watch good.
0: the don't watch the challenge though. That's where I draw the line.
1: What's the challenge? It's
0: one of those former cast members of like Road Rules in the Real World do like lame athletic games on on MTV.
1: Unless it's what was that one it was they had Japanese announcers, I'm putting this in quotations. <laughs> um and they crossed it over to to like an American cast. Most
0: extreme elimination yeah.
1: challenge.
0: I didn't really fuck with that one. I was trying to remember the other day there was one, we were just all over the place, but this is why you come to the show, people. (laughs) There was one, I got to look it up, but it was like, it was mainly obstacle courses. G4 used to air it. It was a Japanese show Mm -hmm. and they did it like straight Japanese, no funny announcers or anything. Yeah. But it was like crazy obstacle courses of like the most niche things that like only, obviously only Japanese people would be this dedicated, that that you could find that many people this dedicated to that thing to try it. Yeah. Like a unicycle course. Or like a pogo stick course. Or hand handstand course. And it was just all obstacle courses. you would watched <laughs> so two or three weird. per episode. i got to find that. If y'all remember that show, it was on like After Attack of the Show on uh, on G4, like five or six years ago. Yeah. Get at me. i got to look that up and see if I can still find episodes of that show. There's a guilty pleasure you might get in the future. <laughs> Lame athletic competitions.
1: Great. Thanks, Jeff.
0: It's not even like Ninja Warrior. It's like, can you hop on a pogo stick on little tiny pegs that are moving?
1: So happy about that! Just so excited.
0: Uh, Jeff had a follow up. Oh. Um. What about the first thing that made you geeks? Which I feel like we already went into on yeah. on our um, secret origins episode, but
1: to recap, though, um, probably my love of Shira. Like that's the first thing I remember, just being like playing Shira, just being like Shira, <laughs> <laughs> like just kind of fanatical over
0: uh yeah he-man was the same thing for me i was big into he-man but i mean as far as like
1: well i know i remember in grade four and five liking sailor moon before anybody knew what it was and well they knew they kind of knew what it was but i like knew everything
0: yeah i guess i'd say the as far as like the er moment for the thing that you know blossomed into the nerds we are now. Like, I always mention Voltron or or Robotech or any of my early Mm -hmm. exposure to anime not knowing it was anime just being like, I really like the way this looks. And
1: and I think part of that becoming, like, uh, you know, geeks um, is that idea that you're the only one who likes this thing, Mm. right? Um, And that's what we have. We talk about there being so many geekdoms. It's because there's so many things you can be geeky about.
0: Oh, yeah. Back then, you just had to take what you can get and that was your your thing alone.
1: Yeah. And but like yeah but Sailor Moon like it sort of brought me to other things and I was the only one in the class who mm. knew everyone's name and knew all the stories and knew what was going on and watched the show and you know and from there started to getting getting into other things.
0: Yeah Sailor Moon was like my first like a exposure maybe to the larger world of fandom because they were like my first internet searches circa 90 90- seven yeah, you know yeah Hop on web crawler or netscape or whatever oh God, it's so good. <laughs> searching for uh you know episode recaps faint glimpses of of the the outer senshi you know the <laughs> other sailor scouts yeah. for the rest of the planets that yeah. didn't show up in the uh in the american dub for years for years it's like sailor neptune is hot i totally get with her oh wait she's not interested
1: <laughs> <laughs> no no they were just cousins cousins though, kissing obviously. cousins Obviously, totes. Oh dear. um All right. Let's see. We've got one from. Oh, uh, look at your writing. I can't read your writing.
0: <laughs> you try to help her out. We're you just going to go down the list, or?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: So from at cozality, the homie Kozak, uh one he wants to know what is our prediction for the winner of the Pigskin Social, which is happening tomorrow. We have to record on Saturday, so Kate can go watch it.
1: Um, it's going to be Atlanta. Really. Do you want to know my... Yeah, I just have to. It has to be Atlanta.
0: Well, that's who you want to win. Also... We all want Atlanta to win, but I feel like realistically... If
1: this universe is a just place, (laughs) it's going to be Atlanta.
0: But since we know it isn't...
1: And I don't swear very...
0: It'll be the Patriots again.
1: I don't swear very often, but fuck New England.
0: Fuck New England, y'all. We went over this briefly last week. We're like, you know, if you're actually a fan of the Patriots you really need to reconsider your life. Yeah. It's like being a Yankees fan. <laughs> I would say, or a Leafs fan, but I mean, it has to be a team that wins.
1: Oh! Beep, beep,
0: beep, beep. <laughs> um, also asks, all-time favorite character from anything?
1: That, I, I looked over that. That is so hard.
0: All-time favorite character from anything? Um, Anime, comics, books, movies?
1: So hard. I... I'm going to say the character I love sort of reading, viewing, thinking about the most, and I really enjoy their perspective, um, would be Kinsey Malone from the...
0: So Janet Ivanovich? No. No, Sue Grafton.
1: It's Sue Grafton. Um, It's her female 80s private eye. Yes. Um, I really... Like those stories, and I like that character um i you don't get to she doesn't put her in many other um situations besides being a private eye. <laughs> I think I like the the solving of mysteries and all of that um I think that's part of what I like about it, and just that you know she there are things she talks about in there she talks about racism and sexism and the eighties. <laughs> You know, um, I think, though, I'm probably going to change my mind in two minutes. i would be like, oh, I should have said this thing. Yeah.
0: Like, I'm going to name some things and it's immediately going. For some reason, uh, Dave Chappelle's impersonation of Prince is <laughs> immediately coming to mind. <laughs> um, But I'm also inclined to go with, like, duos. Like, that's where I'm like, I don't know if I can pick characters. I mm. need characters to, like, bounce off of each other. Right. So, like, I can't just pick Troy from Community. Right.
1: It's Troy and I've Ob- got to
0: have Troy and Hobbit. I was initially thinking the Joker but I one. can't can't have the Joker without Batman. Like they have yeah. to play off of each other. And I've said before, I think Batman and the Joker are the best hero villain pairing in anything.
1: Yeah, um, um, I really like. I do really, really, honestly like uh, Kamala Khan. Um, I really like that she has this idea initially in the story has this idea of what a hero is supposed to look like
0: it's ms marvel which is
1: which is or captain marvel sorry yes kamala khan is ms marvel her idea of what a hero looks like is captain marvel and then through her own sort of discovery of self realizes she it's it's really tiring being someone you're not you not you aren't um and realizes she's a hero on her own I, i really like that and I just love her enthusiasm in a universe that is often depicted as dark and gritty. Um, so there's there are just so many characters. Kozak, this is really hard. <laughs> Why are you doing this? To I'm
0: us? like thinking like anime. Okay, so that's you know TV, comics, like anime. Who do I go for for anime? Like the cast of Bebop, Cowboy Bebop, Faye specifically, perhaps. Mm. I like Faye the best. I think she has the people always complain that like. The 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 argument that like Bebop detractors or people who are like wanna argue that it's not one of the best shows ever done is that it has no there's no like real character arc. It's too like episodic, there's no like ongoing plot. I think Faye does have the best character arc about the whole thing not knowing her past and the episode where Yeah, there are just so many single episodes I can point to for that cast. I've gone on before about the episode where Ed leaves and how that's just like so rends my heart asunder and the episode where Faye finds out about her past is just so on the one hand so comedic i think it's called speak like a child it's like episode 20 or 21 um it starts out so comedic where they get this you know betamax tape fedexed to the ship yeah and they don't know what it is mm-hmm. and on the one hand you have to find Spike and Jet have to find something to play this thing on. And then when they finally do, like the the image of Faye watching this tape, which is basically her as a child circa the year 2000. You know, she's been in cryo sleep for like 200 years or something. Yeah. Um, and just seeing this world that just doesn't exist anymore and realizing that she has no place to go except for this crew of idiots that she's <laughs> ended up with. Like, it's just, there are so many moments from Bebop that just have always stuck with me. So any member of that cast, Faye more than the others, perhaps. Um, no, the dog, i
1: thinking of, of, uh, cartoons. Um, Garnet from Steven universe mm. is a favorite character. I just love, I love her as a character. I love Estelle's voicing of Garnet. Um, and I just love the concept of Garnet. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, Garnet of course is made out of Ruby, Ruby and Sapphire. And the f- the when you know that and that their love keeps them together and they've made this person from each part of them, it just it she just becomes such a symbol of of all kinds of really interesting ideas and concepts, and uh, she's just so cool.
0: Isn't that beautiful, y'all?
1: It's beautiful. So those are some of our favorite characters. I'm sure as soon as we end the the show and I'm on the train back home, I'm going to be like, oh, texting I each other like... like, oh,
0: put put in a drop where I mention this person. Um, so you want me to just keep reading them because you yeah. can't read my writing. I can't
1: read your writing. Oh, you have such writerly d- d- writing. You
0: have questions you will ask in a moment. Uh, from at Ion Travis on Twitter, boy Travi, co member of the Terrace Trap House <laughs> group chat I have <laughs> have with Sasha who never sleeps. What is something you would like Netflix to scoop up and breathe new life into? Forgotten property. The golden gods at Netflix call us up and say, Jordan, Kate, we have too much money. Mm -hmm. We need to spend it on something. What's something you want us to bring back?
1: I have an answer to this question. Then answer it. Number one ladies detective agency.
0: Oh, right. That only got like one season, didn't it?
1: Yeah. um, It's weird
0: for HBO. Usually HBO gives things a chance.
1: It wasn't very well advertised. Um,
0: Yeah, I totally forgot it existed. And they,
1: I think they did a first episode and then it became, and then they did more episodes, like it was a weird. Like a
0: one-off movie and then. Yeah,
1: and decided to do more. Anyways, I I really liked it. I love the books. Um, There's detecting in it. And it's a lady. Why wouldn't I love it? Um, Set in Africa, right? Yes.
0: I remember the the resplendent Jill Scott yes. played the uh, played the main character on that.
1: And, it, anyways, I I really liked it, and that, that's something I think would be a really good item for them to to grab. They've had a ton of success with Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries, so I think having another lovely lady who detects and solves murder <laughs> mysteries would be good for them to have
0: uh and i've always said on the show before even though i don't i'm sure i could think of something i would prefer more than that but that clone high was always my yeah. my, my tragic show that ended on a cliffhanger that i really want to know what happened lord and miller you're directing i didn't know this they're directing the han solo movie really young han solo yeah oh, i didn't it. yeah so you take some of that fucking star wars money and
1: make clone high just
0: throw it at whoever is holding up the rights and just just finish it finish it <laughs> um yeah that's the one that comes immediately to mind um and i obviously want to see the movie of six seasons six seasons in a movie yeah i doubt i'll ever get that at this point no. but um i would love to see the prophecy fulfilled Uh, Travy Trav also asked, uh, what your man sunshine bubbles thought of.
1: Young Pope! Yeah. And? What'd you think?
0: You let me down, Young Pope.
1: (gasps) Young Pope let Jordan down? I was let down. That's so sad.
0: It looks like nothing else on television. Okay. Like nothing. This dude, I can't even remember his name (laughs) right now, um the dude who directed it is just captures images and puts things on the screen that you will never see anywhere else, but just it's too weird. I always say this about the writing of like Grant Morrison or Jonathan Hickman, where sometimes you just read their dialogue and it's like, nobody talks this way. Right. And it always takes me out of something
1: or the Gilmore girls
0: or the Gilmore girls (laughs) Or the collected works of Diablo Cody. (laughs) Like (laughs) Nobody talks this way. Um, I really felt that about Young Pope as well. Also, the Italian portions on the copy I was watching were not subtitled. Okay. So that may have had something to do with it. But just, I had no interest to go back to it.
1: Oh, that is sad.
0: And maybe that's just because, you know, given the current state of the world, I don't want to watch a story about a power hungry super conservative dude who's willing to destroy an institution to get what he wants that may even though this was made you know months before election day Mm -hmm. not really a story i really want to spend time with right now so that may have something to do with it will i ever get back to it at some point maybe but yeah it's kind of kind of let down by the young pope
1: it is very sad.
0: I respect it for existing and for being as fucking nuts as it appears to be, but yeah.
1: But if you want that, you can just watch the new Twin Peaks.
0: The, yes, there there are other other routes to go. Um, continuing on, other questions I got from at under siege on Twitter. I just realized what she was doing with her name. Her name is C J. Yep. Under siege. Yep. Also like the Steven Seagal movie. Yeah. Bless her heart. <laughs> If you rented a theater for your second anniversary, okay. which movies would you screen, and what snacks would we serve?
1: Uh, The snacks are the easiest part of that. (laughs) It's popcorn and Twizzlers all the way.
0: Popcorn and Twizzlers? I got to get some Reese's Pieces in there.
1: All right. All right. Um, Maybe just the one day I'd eat peanut M&M's, even though- Do we
0: want it at a serving establishment? Uh, Eh. Like the blur Hot dogs, you can get beer.
1: Yeah, I always thought that was kind of weird.
0: Uh, have you tried it? It's awesome.
1: Oh, well, I don't drink beer because it's gross. Uh, if they sure served cocktails, I would.
0: I don't think they do or not there, actually. But I would like to have it at a serving establishment. <laughs> um, so get some beers.
1: Picking movies, though. I guess one for you would be Double Feature. You'd pick one. I'd pick one. Yes. Would we go with a theme? Would we...
0: Well, you seem to know right away, and I have a couple options.
1: Oh, no. I, there there's tons of movies I'd love mm. to... Okay, no. But you,
0: you knew Snacks right away.
1: I knew Snacks right away. I always know about Snacks right away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, for some reason, just because I've really had it in my head a lot this week, because I, I know I love it, but I haven't watched it in a while, is that Lupin Miyazaki movie. Because uh, I don't okay. think it gets enough shine out mm-hmm. there in the world. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Miyazaki. Everybody knows Miyazaki. But like his first movie... Because it's like not something he wrote. It was working with another character. I don't think it it gets enough shine. And that was a super formative. I remember hearing about this movie. I think I heard once again possibly apocryphal that like Spielberg said it was one of his favorite movies. Right. So when I found this fan sub of it somewhere I went out and I found it. And I was just like enraptured the entire time. It was one of like the best things I'd ever seen. That's
1: pretty like very much Jordan um, (laughs) pick there. So I feel like I have to really. You, you got to
0: balance out the, the the gentlemanly, the masculine gentlemanly thief.
1: Uh, and I'd probably do something like like Pulp Fiction or Reservoir Dogs. Um...
0: <laughs> That's not the opposite of this at all.
1: Well, no, it's not the opposite. It's just very, I just feel like it's very me. <laughs> really? Um...
0: I thought you were going to go with like, you know, a bodice ripper of some sort.
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't watch bodice rippers. That is not, Jane Austen is just, it's not that. You don't even know me. <laughs> <laughs> um, No, I, I just, or uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe something like um, The Magnificent Seven or, you know.
0: Yeah, go that route. Yeah. Get your Western on.
1: Get my Western on. I'll do that. Maybe High Noon, three ten. the older 310 to Yuma, you can do that one. Um, and then we could have a talk after about the movies. Yeah.
0: Do, do a live, do a live ep.
1: Yeah. I feel live like ep that's... of the show.
0: Watch the movies.
1: Yeah. I feel like that, that, uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. This, Give us money, it. fam. Yeah. <laughs> Running
0: theaters ain't cheap. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Rosenblatt. We'll add that to the, uh, that she's going to be so weirded out I actually said her name. She's always calling me about, <laughs> about like, <laughs> another vague reference to me on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Christine Rosenblatt. That was a very good question uh, from an anonymous user. Why, why does Jordan pronounce it anime and manga, and not anime and manga? I, I do realize this is a thing.
1: Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was a thing. I have,
0: and I, it has occurred to me at times, especially on manga. I always say manga.
1: Well, I say, I, I've said manga a couple times, and you've been like, manga. Have I? Yeah. And uh, I've been like, really? I didn't know that was even a thing. No, I
0: like to think I'm better than that. Sorry.
1: Well, you're not. I'm not.
0: Listen, I understand that the correct pronunciation is anime and manga in Japan. I'm not in Japan, and I'm not Japanese, and I'm not fluent in Japanese. So it's just going to happen. This is actually a recent question that came up on the Slate Culture Gab Fest about like, you know, where do you cross over? Like, right. they were talking more about lines like, you know, French or something like that. And When you really put like a thick French accent, at what point do you cross the line into like being kind of obnoxious?
1: Yeah, I, I try not to, but it actually hurts my, it's because I took French immersion. Yeah, It hurts my ears to say like, raison debt oh oh d'etre. raison d'etre oh god so i say raison d'etre joy de vivre yeah joie de vie um so it's that on it it hurts my ears but that's because i can't speak french
0: but like even like the pronunciation of names sometimes like would you be like gustave flaubert
1: <laughs> no i'd probably say gustave flaubert gustave yeah um
0: <laughs> you know thing things like that and i notice this with especially with people who deal with anime it's like the old um that's i just did it again anime <laughs> it's that uh, old snl sketch about like the newscasters who really leaned into like the pronunciations of like south american <laughs> countries yeah the rebels in nicaragua <laughs> um i do find it kind of obnoxious especially on things where like i don't call food wars <laughs> i don't call my love story <laughs> like and when i hear people do that it really it's kind of nails on a blackboard for me
1: right
0: especially for shows where they have given them english names like i don't know what the japanese title for star wars is but i'm pretty sure they're not calling it yeah probably just star wars <laughs> um they probably have their own name for it <laughs> like in french they're not calling it star Wars; they're calling it La no Guerre, La Guerre des no
1: actually in france like um so over here in quebec it's not stop, it's arrête in France it's stop
0: well, yeah for street signs,
1: no, but like um the French word for computer computer is ordinateur mm. um in France, it's computer uh or they say things like uh there's a French word for email which is corre corre something like that, and in France it's email. <laughs> Like, the-
0: I'm saying for the names of properties that originate in other places. Like, when you see, like, the the movie posters for Star Wars from other places. It, it,
1: in France, it says Star Wars.
0: I've seen one that says La Guerre des Etoiles.
1: Wow, those, those uh, what's it called? It's the, like, the, the French language cult, basically, that, like, <laughs> makes all the rules for the French language. They're really, like, leaning into this. I'm just saying
0: I've seen it. Um. So, I understand I'm pronouncing it technically incorrectly, but it's just how I've always said it, and it's secondhand at this point. Sorry. <laughs> if I seem inflexible.
1: I think they're more curious. Because you are such, a, such an anime fan. <laughs> anime.
0: <laughs> and also, I just think the word manga sounds gross. It sounds like... <laughs> This is as, like a weird as a word, fruit. manga or manga—I think both of them. Well, manga sounds like mango, so that's that's delightful. Who doesn't yeah. love a mango? Manga sounds like 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 mung. Ew. ew. <laughs> exactly, you. It's like from a Wayne's World bit where it's like it's, it smells like mung. <laughs> so I know I'm pronouncing it wrong. I don't have a reason. I'm not trying to be difficult. It's just it's just how how does I get down? Yeah.
1: And I don't know any of it, so there you go.
0: From another anonymous user, who would you love to interview on the show? We've uh, talked about trying to delve into interviewing a little more, but we're both extremely introverted yeah. and don't like strangers. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs>
1: uh, I would just love to interview anyone who um, uh, does art for comic books or writes for comic books because um, I find the art form so fascinating. Um, no
0: one in specific.
1: No, no. Maybe, maybe Fiona Staples. Fiona Fiona be dope. Um, just because I just love her work so much, that would be really cool.
0: I like to talk to Mark Wade, comic writer of everything from Kingdom Come to the New Archie to everything else that he's done. The rehappying of Daredevil run that he did that was mm-hmm. amazing the anime side of manga and anime side of things like 10 years ago i might have said otomo the guy who did akira Akira. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um i i don't for me it's not uh, people specific it's like activity specific yeah i'd also
0: really like to talk to our friend amelia like yeah i want to talk about her journey as a fan and somebody who tries to resolve her own politics with the sometimes tr- troublesome scenes and depictions at work in yeah. this thing that we love. Um, oh, Sayo Yamamoto. That's um, all I want to interview. She's done choice. at least two of my favorite things in the last five years. Yep. I, would, I would love to have a chat with her.
1: Um, I'd like to talk to anyone who writes for television because mm. um, I find television writing is really interesting must be an interesting process.
0: Part of me also wants to say Dan Harmon, but also that could that could go south real quick. Like,
1: Why? He
0: could be a volatile dude. Really? Yes.
1: Amazing. I definitely want to interview him like then.
0: A, one question gets misinterpreted and suddenly he's off on a 15-minute tangent, tearing us both a new one.
1: That would just be fun. Um, of people who have passed away, Edward Gorey. Mm. He's one of my favorite artists. Um, and I just... I, he was also a notorious introvert, and I just I think it'd be really interesting to talk to him.
0: When I mean, you brought up people who passed away, I immediately thought of Darwin, not Charles. I was about to say Charles Darwin. I no. didn't know you had an
1: interest <laughs> no. in science and biology. No, Darwin Cook. Ah, uh, yes.
0: Who I still miss greatly.
1: And Jim Henson. We can't forget Jim Henson. Jim
0: Henson. Jim Henson would also be good. Um, do you want to ask some questions? I think I got, think there's uh, one. I left. think we're through my chicken scratch here. But
1: yeah, I think that I've got one question really left. Um the question is actually from the wonderful senior correspondent. Uh it is would you ever consider doing the first 3 episodes of a TV show a TV show's second season if the first season is universally deemed awful? Uh, examples deep space 9, Babylon 5. Well because we almost did that when you gave when you initially gave me um uh Lucha Underground you told oh, me to right. do the second season.
0: Not because I thought the first season was bad. I just didn't think you uh, there was anything really worth missing. Maybe I thought it got a little better and they embraced. They let their freak flag fly a little more.
1: Um, And I've thought about handpicking select episodes from things for you. Yeah,
0: when I found out you hadn't seen The American Office, I basically said. Oh, that's right. I wouldn't, it would be a waste of time to give you yeah. the first three. I'm not opposed to it. It'd have to be something I really believe in, though, to violate one of the core tenets of the program.
1: Yeah, there's... um, I mean, I'm sure at some point we're going to run into something, or I'm going to run into something and go, "Eh, I want you to watch, like, these (laughs) three episodes of the thing, or these three parts, and don't worry about the rest. So, it's a possibility. Um, Second question, what about a mini series such as Battlestar Galactica, would you entertain all of the episodes? So, we ever do a full-on watch-a-thon for an entire show.
0: Say, Battlestar Galactica is not a miniseries, is it?
1: I think the first section of it is... I haven't oh. seen Battlestar Galactica. You're
0: right. Like, we had to watch all of it? and you know, Maybe. Well, it's always time-permitting, right? Like, yeah. if we got on it early enough, yeah, I'm not opposed to it.
1: Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, see, there in this case, I would definitely be like, okay, we're watching this Jane Austen miniseries. Because a lot of the Jane Austen comes out in a miniseries format. Mm. Um, And I'd really want you to watch a large chunk of it, at least. Mm. So, something like that, I would definitely be like, yeah, the whole thing.
0: Uh, Yeah, so to answer that question, uh, yes and yes.
1: Yes and yes, question mark.
0: All dependent on on the thing. Um, We did have one last question that just came in late from uh, Patricia Nichols on Facebook. Dear Kate and Jordan, can you please do the remainder of the show after this letter as Strong Bad and one of his friends, you know, to celebrate the new Homestar Runner episodes and all. At the very least, could one of you struggle to draw a dragon and then make a song about the process?
1: Um, I am definitely up for drawing a terrible dragon.
0: Uh, I can't do a Strong Bad impersonation. The best I can do is, like, Homsar.
1: Strong <laughs> Bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm not very good at voices. I uh, was raised by a cup of coffee. <laughs> Um, (laughs) for those of
0: you who don't know if you were like not online in like 2004 Homestar Runner was one of the first like pre-YouTube, pre-anything just these dudes who, the Chaps Brothers the Brothers Chaps who made uh, made little cartoons starring these characters from a children's book they tried to make but it didn't really work and I wonder why (laughs) so they just took all these characters and Started making little cartoons about them, and the the marquee feature of their website, homestarrunner.com, was uh, where one of their characters, Strong Bad, a poorly drawn luchador (laughs) boxing gloves (laughs) and a luchador mask, uh, would answer email questions from uh, viewers.
1: And would make, in some cases, amazing songs up.
0: And one of the most notable ones was when somebody asked him to uh, draw a dragon, (laughs) and Strong Bad taught a workshop on how to draw a dragon, which he named trogdor the burninator (laughs) yep and burns (laughs) all
1: the villages and
0: and the thatched roof cottages yep which because he's screaming like ronnie james Dio at that point in the song i never knew what the hell he was saying for the longest time right um and yes what patricia is referring to in her letter is recently they have uh they have come back the brothers chaps have started making i believe it started on april 1st a 2014 i think yeah out of nowhere they just dropped something on their website just to be like the website was always up but they hadn't updated it in like the better part of a decade because they both got jobs in like tv
1: and, <laughs> and were doing had that, to do but else but
0: kept the kept the website up and we're like you know still selling merch and things like that i actually had a dvd of the first uh, like hundred strong bad emails
1: i didn't even know you could do that back or then could you could yeah
0: that. uh and i had a humstar shirt as well Homestar Runner was very important in my like journalism school, college days, kicking around the the journalism lab.
1: Also known as high school for me.
0: That was high school for you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is, is this your dragon?
1: It's the worst dragon ever.
0: Kate drew a dragon. <laughs> it looks like shit. It does. What happened? <laughs>
1: I was I doing do- it awkwardly. No, don't take a picture of the terrible dragon. What?
0: We have to document this. People won't believe. Oh, no. That this actually happened. It's
1: so bad. Look
0: for that on, on the Twitter <laughs> later, at Pod.
1: No. It's really bad, guys. <laughs> that
0: was a weird note to end on. But,
1: <laughs> but that's kind of our show.
0: Thanks for all the questions, y'all.
1: Yeah. I also want to give a shout out to Kaiam. Because we haven't talked about Kaim the whole episode. <laughs> it's
0: been like five minutes and we haven't talked and about him. He, and
1: he put a very um, nice note up on our Facebook thanking us for the year of Kumpf. And, uh, the year of Kumpf. And kind of being awesome. And we think you're awesome, Kaim, so thank you. Yeah,
0: you're all right. Yeah. Updates. Do we have any?
1: Uh, Deep Space Nine gets more and more relevant. <laughs> when are you
0: going to be done, Deep Space Nine? <laughs> well, I've I'm
1: taking breaks to watch anime, Jordan, um, or other things... Like Luke Cage or whenever Netflix is like, hey, Voltron. And I'm like, oh, I have to watch all these episodes of Voltron now. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a slow process. And, you know, the problem is, is I know once we watch one episode of Deep Space, Deep Space Nine, there is no stopping. It's It turns into four episodes of Deep, Deep Space Nine. What five. season are you on? Uh, I think it's six. Okay.
0: There's only one more maybe after Maybe five. That. God, please don't be five. <laughs> <laughs> be hearing it about Deep Space Nine for the rest of my fucking life.
1: Or at least the next year. Anyways, super, super relevant. Excellent show. Uh, really happy I'm watching it. So, so good. That's all you got? Um, And I've been keeping up with the uh, Steven Universe, Steven Bomb.
0: Oh, I have not. I there is on that. that might be tonight.
1: S- there are more episodes coming in February. Um, I've watched the January ones. And uh, yeah, I really liked it. It
0: was good. I got to get on that. I haven't watched. I haven't been caught up since the summer. Um, I finished The Good Place.
1: And? It's dope. It's good? Yeah. Excellent.
0: Um, the twist of the season that we both thought it'll be this, and I had confirmed that, yeah, it was that. The way they pull it off and the depths to which mm-hmm. it is that, that was the impressive part. Oh, okay. Not just like, what a twist. <laughs> it like went deeper than expected. Right. And when you know, certain people in power in the good place had to like adjust their plans for certain reasons, why they had to do that, when they had to do that. That was all when that all got explained.
1: It's very interesting. And why
0: it was set up as such um was all very fun to 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 watch and I'll probably go back and rewatch that those last couple episodes just to watch that all shake down again. Uh they did get renewed yes as i mentioned as i was uploading the episode where we talked about the good place the good place got renewed for a second season despite really not pulling in the best ratings in the world but had the critical acclaim and nbc apparently wants to uh keep making nice with mike sure so
1: and had the backing of the geek down pod
0: yeah like you're welcome mike sure yeah you're on the board
1: <laughs> seriously
0: um so but watching i watched all that that was very good uh young pope was disappointing um i watched la la land Really? Yeah. Why? <laughs> uh, I was just hanging out <laughs> with someone who wanted to watch La La Land. Oh,
1: I mean, it was an excellent choice. And... Um,
0: no, it was, it was fine. I don't, it's a weird thing. So like the story of the Oscars this year is like they're trying, like the narrative is trying to pit La La Land as your like fun time at the movies okay. versus Moonlight Yeah. As your like important time at the movies. Apples and hair dryers. It's like completely (laughs) different things. Like La La Land is fine. It's not perfect, but it's definitely like, you know, Hollywood loves to go up its own ass, especially at award season. Yeah. This is why the artist won best picture. And when's the last time anybody talked about the artist? Yeah, it's true. And Gosling can do many things. Singing is not necessarily one of them. (laughs)
1: How about um, jazz playing?
0: <laughs> so, so it's got to be pure jazz, pure jazz. Got to keep it pure.
1: What's pure jazz? Uh, I
0: don't know. He goes on a monologue at one point, oh. which I can't tell if he's supposed to be a stand-in for the director or what. This is now like the second jazz-fueled like <laughs> character slash story that Damien Chazelle has made because <laughs> he wrote this before Whiplash, right? And then he did Whiplash, and then. Whiplash got some, got him some shine, so they let him go and make his musical that his you know, Bubsy Berkeley musical he always wanted to make. It's not Bubsy Berkeley like, but
1: someone who had seen it and is a huge fan of musicals said that this is a musical for people who don't like musicals.
0: I guess, but I mean Hamilton is probably a musical for people who don't like musicals. Like no. this is still like a musical. No, like,
1: no, no, no. Hamilton is very much a musical for people who like musicals.
0: My my Hamilton hot take is. Not for this moment, basically from the jump when people were like, oh, it's some of the best music and like some of the best rap of the year.
1: Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yo. No. Let's. Let's be honest here.
0: Let's not shit ourselves. They're
1: rapping people. about, you know, Congress. Let's take a step back.
0: It's cool that it exists. And it's. Did a, some important things. And
1: it's a good musical and it's lots of fun and interesting, but it is not some of the best <laughs> rap music Oh, dear.
0: Anyway. Yeah. But I listen, it, people keep saying the songs in La La Land aren't memorable, but I've been, I been—I was walking through work last night just going, city stars, sad Ryan Gosling, flinking <laughs> away at his piano. Uh, so, I mean, La La Land was fine. I'm not a huge, like, I'm not the dude who's like, the Oscars are coming, I have to watch every movie that gets nominated for everything. That's not my jam, but uh, it's fine. It's, it's enjoyable every once in a while to watch a movie that... uh it's <laughs> been released this year.
1: <laughs> it's just not our style.
0: Oh, and the last thing I've been watching uh recommended by at Cozality, who I think I brought it up before that I didn't know if I was going to start watching it uh this show called Atelier. Okay. Which is on Netflix. Um it's a another one of these mm, co-produced by Netflix Japan, like it was a Netflix original for Japan that is now right. on worldwide, another one of these co-productions with Fuji TV. Also provides a good example for why we don't call things by their original Japanese names. Because in Japan, the show was called Underwear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna goodness. call Not going to call it Underwear. We'll call it Atelier. In the ongoing tradition of uh, Japanese students who go to school for things that I didn't even know there were like majors in. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is about, their think name is Mayuko. She graduates in uh, textiles. Yep. Textiles major in university. She's a fabric geek. Yep. Gets a job at a, uh, a high end haute couture. There I am using the accent haute couture, uh, haute couture uh, lingerie designer. Mm-hmm. It's basically the devil wears Yamamoto. It's she's the <laughs> she's the uh, you know the the not fashionable. You know, she's a geek, but she doesn't understand beauty and aesthetic. Right. Shouts to John Caramonica. Aesthetic. You can drink a shot every time you hear that burbled up. It, it's not good. Okay. <laughs> Kozak and and uh, his girlfriend, my friend Julia, were both uh, trying to, to sell me on it. I was like, it's so amazing. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's really not. And this is a show that frequently has half-naked Japanese women running around. Right if that can't even save it and make me want to watch
1: it mm. it has gotta be bad then mm.
0: but i mean i i don't listen i'm going on a limb i don't think japanese dramas are really very good to begin with i right. think japanese dramas make korean dramas look like you know breaking bad like it's not
1: <laughs> uh pasta the, you're making pasta the new like wire the, <laughs> so you're making
0: pasta look like the wire um <laughs> It's, it's not, uh, it's not even Kumpf. Like I don't even feel Kumpf watching it. yeah like, So I don't know if it's I'm going to. It's It doesn't make me uncomf, but it's just, uh, it's like in the last episode, she had her like makeover moment where she like, something went well at the company. They're branching out into like, you know, even though they used to do custom, now they want to kind of mass produce a little bit and get out into a, uh, start a second line, you know, a more budget, not a budget line, but mass produce and sell their wares in like department stores. And something has gone well at the company and it's like, oh, go out to celebrate. And she puts on a fancy dress and she's been up to this point just like looking like she's like the director of IT. She's in like one of those like <laughs> gray blazer outfits.
1: Um, You mean the way I wish I could spend every moment?
0: <laughs> in a gray blazer knee length skirt outfit? That's what you want?
1: The more I look Sensible like a shoes? librarian, the happier I am.
0: Well, that's how she looks most of the time. But she goes out to celebrate and wears like one fancy dress and some makeup and suddenly in the next episode, she's like, you know. Suddenly, she knows how to dress all the time. It's like, yeah, okay. Would have liked to see some development there. Mm. Um, and even just reading show descriptions, it's like suddenly she's going to be able to start like designing the line or something. Like, I'm not, I'm not buying it. I'm sure her knowledge of fabrics will uh, come in know, sa- save the day. But just like, it's not. You can check it out if you want, friends. It's on Netflix. If you like half-naked Japanese women.
1: And uh, I
0: will say the the titular atelier, you know the the one doing her best, Meryl Streep. Yeah. In this, uh, she, I don't know the actress's name, but she she's pretty fierce. I'll give her that. There you go. Very very severe. Bang bangs and bob cut combo.
1: It's a good combo. And
0: it's yeah, she and she she pulls it off well. And you know, primarily female cast. The dudes are all wearing way too many patterns. They have suspenders on, like they really-
1: It's just like the pasta scarf thing.
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Everybody's making very strange, like, fashion choices.
1: And in pasta, it was all about the scarves. You
0: didn't need a pinstripe shirt and a diagonal striped tie and a horizontal striped suspenders. Like, all different colors. You didn't need... (laughs) You didn't have to.
1: No. No.
0: But anyway, that's out there.
1: And those are all the updates, I think. I believe so. And usually, at the end of the updates, we say goodbye.
0: Are we not going to do that?
1: No. We have important things to tell the audience
0: i am so poorly informed about my own show
1: we went through this we we did a dry run of this (laughs) something about you not sleeping yeah i think we should make some special announcements
0: okay what are we announcing
1: well you know the first thing we're announcing it's very exciting (laughs) it's the patreon okay (laughs) jerk face (laughs)
0: Oh, yeah. It's funny for us to announce because we both have bad self-esteem and anxiety, but... Uh, That's why I'm making you do it. <laughs> so uh, we're going to start a Patreon. Yay! Yay? <laughs> um, <laughs> immediately with the caveat that, like, we expect nothing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this
0: is not... We're going to start a Patreon where basically the highest tier is $5 <laughs>
1: Um <laughs> it's it's, these
0: podcasts that have like tiers of like, $25, $50 a month. Good whoa. lord, no.
1: Uh, this is very much how we started the podcast, which is uh, we only expected our moms to watch. We <laughs> kind of expect our parents every so often <laughs> to put $5 in the Patreon. It's a, t-
0: it's a teeny little whimper of, <laughs> of self-confidence. Um, yes, we will be starting that in the next couple weeks. The show will continue regardless, but it's not that it doesn't cost us anything to do this. We're going to do it regardless. Yes. But if you have enjoyed the show, maybe if you don't buy a coffee once a month and give us that $2 so we can keep making this and stress out about it less.
1: That would be awesome.
0: Because we really like doing it. We really like doing it for you and for us.
1: And and we're, there are going to be some bonuses um we'll figure something out maybe more content maybe everyone will get a picture of a dragon that caitlin, has, K- has caitlin will
0: draw you dragons
1: <laughs> all we, the bad dragons you could want
0: we may we may step out into videos occasionally yeah we know how caitlin feels about image photography uh-huh <laughs> not good
1: no maybe um, i'll hold
0: i'll hold my sunday dancing instagrams hostage and i'll give those just to <laughs> They are just amazing. the patrons.
1: they are amazing. Um, we will figure it out, and um, we look forward to sort of coming up with these cool little bonuses. So if you'd like to help us out, that would be great. Um, like we said, uh, it will be appearing in the next couple of weeks. I more information
0: make... on that in the next couple of weeks, yeah yeah.
1: Um, and the second is um, sometime during this month, we are going to have our first contest.
0: I'm just let Kate drive this one because she came in here really excited to run a contest and yeah.
1: Um, so we're gonna have a contest. Also, more details about that later. Um, but definitely keep your eyes open on the Facebook page. Um, we will announce things on the on the podcast as well. But if for some reason you are have not liked our Facebook page, you should definitely go do that because if you like our Facebook page, then all of a sudden a notice will appear about an amazing contest and you want to definitely take part.
0: And it's the thing we pay the most attention to
1: yeah we also i mean i'm uh my big thing for the year is to work on i've been talking about it forever but the tumblr i have plans it's just executing those plans so many plans (laughs) so many plans um partially because tumblr terrifies me (laughs) um but you know we've got to get out of our comfort zone a little bit uh, so I'm gonna maybe I'll have something up on there, um, probably something on our Twitter as well. So if you're on any of those social platforms, give us a like or a follow, and uh, and we'll let you know more details.
0: At Geekdownpod on Twitter, geekdownpod.tumblr.com on Tumblr, and the Facebook group is at
1: www.facebook.com dot facebook.
0: dot com forward slash
1: Geekdownpod.
0: It's all right there for you, geeky dees.
1: Also, tell us how you like that nickname. <laughs> I'm still not sure about it. I'm not changing it. Yeah, apparently not. Uh, now, though, now we can say goodbye. Because we've done our announcements and our updates. And we hope you've enjoyed hanging out with us.
0: I hope you enjoyed the mailbag. Thank you to everyone for all your questions. And thank you for listening and just enjoying the show. This has been uh, an interesting little adventure for Kate and I. It's brought us closer together, which is probably the thing I love the most about it.
1: Geek down, fist pump.
0: Bow. Actually, good, some people can hear? Clink, clink our glasses. Oh,
1: oh, I don't have anything. Oh, I well, do have stuff. I still have hot drink left.
0: There you go. here's to year two, Kate.
1: Very excited.
0: Here's to another sweltering summer in the Polly Pocket. Here's to.
1: Wait, I take that back. I'm not excited anymore.
0: <laughs> no one is excited for that. Oh God.
1: <laughs> but I it's am...
0: February. I'm already fearing when it gets hot in here.
1: I am excited for, for more anime or anime. Anime. Um I'm excited for more things I had never known about before. Yes. And uh, and hearing your um uh basically tearing all my british shows apart. I can't wait.
0: <laughs> can't wait. I I'm confident this is the year. Year 2? Year 2? We're going to find it.
1: We're going to find You're a You're going to bring me the
0: british show that I actually like.
1: Sorry. We're going to find a british show for Jordan.
0: Yes. Okay. It's going to happen. I swear i feel good about it <laughs> so on that note thank you so much for joining us friends and geeky dees we will be back here with you next week to officially start year two of the geek down podcast can you believe we made it this far
1: no <laughs> <laughs> Over oh, that a rhetorical question we
0: we are shocked as you are <laughs> But we hope you will continue on this bizarre ride with us. My name is Jordan Ferguson.
1: And my name is Caitlin McKinnon.
0: And we'll be back here next week for another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast.
1: See you then. Making plans for the next year. (laughs) Uh huh. And you're asking me if I want to continue.
0: Uh, Listen, I never know. I never. Everybody leaves. Can't trust anybody.
1: Air horn. (laughs) (laughs) Jerk face.